Welcome to the Fat to Fit or Else podcast. Welcome. Where we talk about fitness, food, motivation, and yeah. general angry rants from the fat man himself. Yeah. Stretch Roberts. Yeah. So get ready for all of the above with a side of bacon. Yeah. Here is your host, Stretch. Here I am, sore as hell. I have to tell you, I am fresh off of the stairs challenge in Santa Monica, and that was the most brutal challenge I've done. Most brutal yet. Like, my body aches today. Like I said, I've been working out since beginning of August, first week of August, and I do a little cardio. I do not run. My body is beat to hell. I got bad knees and a bad shoulder. I literally walk about 30 minutes of walking a day. Sometimes I go a little over 45, 50 minutes. Never much more than that. Nice little pace. Burn some fat. So cardio training is not really on my thing. Slow walking, if you don't know, burns fat better than running. Because once you're running, your body goes into different modes and it's not burning fat as the fuel. It, a lot of times it's burning muscle. So what you're doing when you do a nice brisk walk is your body gets into a zone where it's really burning fat. It's a highly effective fat burning tool, but not to be done for two or three hours or your body will do the same thing as if you're running. You, you do it and you do it for like 30 minutes, your body burns some fat and it's a good thing. So that's what I do. And I, I get out there, and that's my cardio. So to go do those stairs, and I know one of the comments was, how many steps are they? I tried to count two times, and I know the first one, I lost track around 50-something, so I'm going to assume maybe the first flight of stairs is about 60. Second flight of stairs is probably about 60. Then there's like 10, 15 in the middle. All in all, I'm going to say you're somewhere around 140 steps, maybe. Maybe that's what it is, but it's just straight up, just stairs straight up. There's another stairwell down the street a little more that's actually a little longer, but it's really short flights of stairs. So it'll go 10, you know, 10, 12 stairs up, turn to the left, five steps up, turn to the right, 10 steps up, left. And it's and it's a tighter zigzaggy thing. And uh, I could have done those, but those, that something about not having the, the rest and just having to go and being on those stairs. You've got a rest spot in the middle. There's a little bit of a plateau, but boy, are those things brutal in Santa Monica right there off of Entrada. They call them the bar stairs because you do them a few times and you will be barfing. And don't get me wrong. There was women there. Uh, I always find women are way better at like hiking and stairs than most dudes. And I have a theory on it that I'll get into, but They'll just fly up and down those things. Just choo, 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 choo. I'm slower going down than I am going up. I really effed up knees going down really, really hurts. Uh, going up, it just was, I was not prepared. I'm not kidding. I was sucking air so bad my chest hurt from just breathing so heavy because I was sucking air. And my legs turned to rubber on the first trip up. Like, it literally, my knees wobbled on me a few times. Like, whoa, like a baby deer. I was like Bambi coming fresh out of the womb, getting the wobbly legs. That's what I felt like as I got towards the top on that first flight. What's weird is that didn't happen again, but I also learned my lesson. I think I went way too fast the first time. Thought I was just this banging out, banging out, banging out. And I slowed it down for the second, third, and fourth and really just kind of took my time, put my hand on a handrail, and walked. And there was... uh. 
few ladies there that were just jamming up and down the whole time I was there. I bet you they could do them 10 times, and it was nothing for them. I mean, nothing. However, when I first walked up, there was, it's one of the fast motion ones, if you watch the video. The very first one I did, I did on time lapse, so took about 10 seconds total to get up there. You'll see me, I passed two people. I mean, you can't hardly tell. It's a split fraction of a second in that video, but there was a group of three women, and they walked up, and they started, and by the time we got to the middle, when we got to the middle, like, I had already passed one of them, and then another one said, oh my god, I thought this was the top. She had no idea. She was barely, almost halfway, not quite halfway, and she was not happy about that. She was like, oh god, and she's like, please, go go by me, go by me. I'm, I'm going slow. So I'd passed uh, two of them. One of them, I think, is one that probably had done it before and was a little more prepared, and she had a pretty good pace going up. But I passed her by the time I got to the top two, and then they did not come back around. They did not do it. That was it. They did a one and done, and God bless you, man. A one and done on those stairs is a hell of a workout. It's great if you go over there. You can't really usually park too close. I got lucky and parked really, really close to the stairs on Saturday. Got out of my car, went over, boom, did them, uh, walked down. And you can make it a great walk. You can park your car, walk over there, walk up the stairs. And from that neighborhood, it's easy. You hang a left, you can come all the way, loop back around down the hill, or you can go back over and take the other stairs down. There are ways back down, not involving those stairs, and it can be a really good walk. But something in the middle of your walk, like talk about an obstacle, damn. But uh, brutal, brutal, I did that. And then I got up 6 o'clock in the morning on Sunday, because I went to bed at 8.30 on Saturday night. That's because I'm a partier. I'm a rager. Literally, I just, I was tired and went to bed at 8.30. I was out on Saturday night up at uh, 6 o'clock on Sunday morning. And I went down and worked out. Took it easy. I'm still being smart. Not getting crazy on the weights. On Friday, I just went for a walk. I did not, uh, I did not lift weights on Friday really pacing myself because my shoulder is not recovering. I am waiting to see. They say it's like a week or two or three weeks before the red light kicks in on the pain relief. And I'm using that thing every night for like five, 10 minutes on my right shoulder. And we'll see if it helps. I also use it on Sarge. We share, we share a pain wand, me and old man Sarge. Um, so that was what is going on. Now, my new fitness, my new goal, there's something going on that I, I need to divulge. I am not going to lose weight this week. I, I'm 100% certain of it. Um, I currently weighed in today. Uh, at the end of the day, I weighed in at 277. So I was up even another pound from when I'd weighed in before I did the challenge. But. I'm, I'm doing creatine. I'm taking creatine. And creatine, you're like, why are you taking that? That's a, if you don't know what it is, best description is it, you put it in a drink and drink it after you work out. What it does is kind of keeps your pump. Now, there's some vanity to creatine and a lot of workout people, bodybuilder type people really like it because it keeps you pumped. Now, steroids will keep you pumped too, but if you want to be a natty, you can go and take some creatine, and then when your muscles are pumped, it pumps the fluid, pumps water into your body and keeps your muscles pumped. Also, this is my reason for going to get it. I've done it before back in the day, but I've also done steroids and all kinds of fun stuff back in the day. Um, I am 
doing this because apparently creatine can help with recovery. And I am all about the recovery. I need to get my shoulder repaired and I don't want to go have surgery. And I do not have the time nor the money to go and do physical therapy. Besides the last time my doctor recommended physical therapy, my insurance said no. So I had to find another option here and get my shoulder underway and I'm doing everything that I can to get it on track so that I don't sidetrack my fitness goals here on fat to fit or else. So <clears throat> I am thinking of a new challenge. And then this hit me as I was watching videos. I follow, I don't know if you can tell who I follow, I guess you can on, on Instagram. I follow a crap load of bodybuilders and workout people. Most of them female too, because it's weird Dudes have a whole different vibe to them. And a chick that's buffed up or shredded, I think, A, that's hot. B, they don't, they're not like trying to swing their dick at me, if that makes any sense. They're just like, hey, I, I do this and do some shoulders here, keep your back. And, and they're, I, as far as the coaching wise, it's, I like video wise, I like uh, chick fitness experts more than dude fitness experts. I really do. And so, that, that is uh, where I go with that. But I've watched videos of these girls, just badass girls that are super fit doing crazy stuff. And there's this girl just killing pull-ups, literally just boom. It would, she was a fitness trainer, and I think she did like 25 pull-ups. And I thought, I can't do a pull-up. And I've never been able to do a pull-up. I am not blessed at all in that department. Now, I'm strong as hell. I'm also heavy as hell. And that has a lot to do with it. A lot of what, what I consider when I would say girls are better at hiking and doing stairs, it's because they weigh 100 pounds or 110 pounds. Now, not the case in the chick that I was watching do rip out the videos. This girl is shredded and weighs 185 pounds. That is a lot of weight for a female to be carrying around, but it's all muscle and the chick is jacked. But I've been jacked before, and I've never been able to do pull-ups. I don't know if it's a technique thing, if it's a weight thing, or what it is. So that is my challenge for this week. I got to do a pull-up. I've just got to do a pull-up. I'm not kidding. It's. It, I would say that's what it is, but I know it's mostly back, and I know, too, with my shoulder being effed up, I've been training a ton of back because mostly when you're pulling, I can't push. It's when it hurts, but I can pull, and I'm pretty good. So... I've been doing a ton of back. I might have a more developed back now than I have ever because the bench was always my my uh, bragging point. I've always been very strong on the bench. And so that's what I've always just done a lot of bench. And I like doing it and it's fun and you're really strong at it. It's your power lift. That's what I've always liked to do. Well, now I can't. I can't do any bench. So I've been doing pulls and pulls and pulls and pulls. And I think maybe my back's up. So I'm hoping I can do it. I haven't tried. I don't. Of all the things I have at home, I have an incomplete entire home gym, but I do not have a pull-up bar, and I'm going to have to try to either I, – I guess I, I can do a pull-up on my machine. I'll just have to take my, my uh, pull-down bar off, and then I could do a pull-up right on that so I can do it there, but I'm going to do that. So I'm going to film it and make the attempt, and if not, I'm doing uh, Legos. I'll say I'll do uh, three minutes in the – horror room of Legos where I will walk around with nothing and try not to kill myself. So that will be the challenge, the Lego challenge this week, but it sounds simple. And there's people, and I, like I say, a lot of skinny, you're strong though. I, I don't want to discredit by saying calling someone skinny. You're skinny and strong. If you can do like gymnasts, that's who, that's a perfect example. They're not buffed. 
they're usually very toned and they have muscle and you're like, wow, they work out, but they're never big, impressive muscles. Yet those people can grab onto a ring and do a freaking one-armed handstand on it. And you're like, damn, that's impressive as hell. So it's a different kind of strength that I have never possessed it at doing pull-ups. I could do push-ups. There's, it's one of the, probably the only fitness thing I've never been able to do. And so I'm putting that down and I'm being completely honest with you that I've never done, never in my life. I remember in, in PE when I was a kid, it was like, yeah, fail. Pull-ups, chin-ups, just neither. I, I just couldn't do them. And I don't know if it was technique or what it was, but I'm going to read up on technique and try to get better. And I do think I've been doing a lot of back work, so I'm hoping that will uh, pay dividends. And I'm, I'm heavy, though, right now, too, and that's that's alarming. 277 is a lot. And uh, the reason I'm not doing a weight loss challenge this week is the creatine. It says I'm doing a thing called creatine loading. Typically, it takes about a month for the creatine to really start working. If you drink it every day after a workout, you drink creatine, it takes about a month for it to saturate your muscles with fluid for you to get pumped. And what happens, that's water retention is what it is. And when you retain water, you gain weight. They say it during a load, and I want to get the creatine working sooner than a month. I don't want to wait a month. So I'm doing a load where I'm going to take about triple the dose of creatine for the first uh week or two, and then my body will be saturated sooner than a month. And it's called creatine loading. And they say when you do it in that first week, you can expect to gain like three pounds of water weight alone. So we'll keep track. I'm going to monitor my weight. I still weigh myself every day and I'll see how much I go up. I also, it was the weekend I got off on the weekend. Now let's talk about something that is unrelated to fat to fit or else other than my mental health is going to be taxed here in the very, very near future. I may lose my mind and become a psychopath. I don't know if you are aware of the news, but the 10 freeway caught on fire. How? Uh, Well, we're going to get into that. Downtown LA, right at Alameda, the 10 freeway, a fire broke out like in a storage thing next to it, and then went all the way under the freeway, burned out an entire homeless encampment under the freeway, and then caught fire on the other side. And it, the fire was so intense, it melted the guardrails and structurally damaged the freeway, which is now closed till further notice. And this happened uh, late Friday night, early Saturday morning when this went down. I take that freeway to and from work. And if I don't take that freeway to or from work, I've got a detour through the streets in downtown LA, which is in big F me, or go around through South Central, which is a big F me. And it, there's no good way for me to get to and from work to my house with this freeway closed. I know back in the Northridge quake, the 10 freeway uh, was closed because of the earthquake. It collapsed and that took a long time. But this is uh, down in downtown where this happened. And I have to tell you, there was a press conference today with Governor Dusham and uh, Mayor Dumbass or Bass, and they were talking about, we're going to do this, and we're going to get it fixed, and they're saying all the things you'd want politicians to say right now, but what they're not addressing is, what caused this fire? Because I have a feeling it was homeless people, and the fact that it's homeless people that now have collapsed the 10 freeway in downtown LA, which will inconvenience millions of people, millions of people. In a week, millions of people. 
in a week that that's an issue. This is their fault. This is Bass's fault. This is Newsom's fault. This should have been handled, and I'm going to be – because I think they're going to cook the books. They say the cause of the fire will be determined at a later date. Well, it burned down a homeless encampment, and it burned both sides of there. I'm putting two and two together here, and I'm saying it was a homeless person. Am I wrong? I'll come back and say I was wrong if I'm wrong, and I have a feeling I'm right. And then I have a feeling that makes it really bad for Dusham and for Ass, the the mayor and the governor, because it would be their fault. Both of them would have some serious accountability issues if this freeway is burned down by homeless people. Because I can tell you, at least once a week, I see a homeless fire alongside the freeway on my way to or from work. At least once a week, sometimes three or four times a week where there's something homeless and they get cold and they light a fire and it gets out of control or they, you know, smoking crack or whatever inside their little homeless tent under the underpass and then it catches on fire and then the smoke pours out from both sides of the underpass up over and it screws up traffic. on. I see that once a week at least and that's being a very conservative in in the estimate of seeing that they and then you know the brush fires on the side of the road those are all homeless people that start those and it's inconvenience but it's not bad if they close the freeway these mfers we got to sweep the homeless people the f out of every freeway because we can't let this happen again this is ridiculous and remember my my rules on on anything political is how it affects me you know what i'm worried about me how am i gonna get to work how am i gonna get home i need to know and these efforts have inconvenienced me, and it's going to be hellish. I went to uh, Downey on the weekend to visit my parents, and I got caught in it on Saturday early morning when there wasn't much traffic, and it created my drive, went from about a 40-minute drive to a one-hour drive to get to Downey, and then it took longer than that to get home, but I went around, and it was an effing nightmare, and that was on a Saturday early in the day. So imagine a Monday rush hour, which we are going to get today. And uh, I calculated today, I have so much running around to do for work that I need to go through that little area right there just to show you six times today. To work and from work is two. And then while working, I have four times. I have to go back and forth, back and forth over that area. And I have to find another way. And when you close a freeway, like the 10 freeway is going to be closed. Imagine what it's going to be like on the 110 coming down when everyone wants to get into those lanes and they're closed and they can't get onto that. That, You know what that does to the 110 in both directions? Jacks it up. That's what it does. So, And same thing from the other way when you're coming up the 5 or the 60 or any of that. It's going to back those up because that's going to be closed and all traffic's going to be forced to go other ways. Bad awful so uh, i'm not looking forward to the commute today and if you have to deal with that i am sorry and if you don't you can laugh at me as the guy that has to deal with it every single day until they get it fixed we will see what happens uh my trip to downey we could discuss that i think i did a horrible thing to my mother uh my dad had wanted he wanted to change the mount on their television set and he didn't say why i was just like oh it's weird they had it sitting on like a they have like a fireplace mantle that their flat screen was just sitting on it on a, you know, little stand just sitting on top of that. It wasn't hanging on the wall. And so I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll come out on Saturday and I'll help you. 
Well, by the time I got there, he already had the mount up and he already had the thing mounted. What he really wanted was help installing a surround sound system that he had bought. And I'm like, okay, cool. I, I, Bluetooth, it took about you know, 10, 15 minutes. I had it up and in. It is so effing loud. And my dad is old and deaf and he is blasting that thing. Like, literally, my mom came into the room and it's like, why is it so loud? Oh my God, the neighbors are going to, it is blasting. I'm like, what have I done? Like, you can't have a conversation in that room. The TV is so loud because my dad is rocking it with his big old bass speaker and the sound bar. And I was like, oh, man. Oh, man, this is probably not good. But uh, he seems happy, so we'll let him actually hear the TV without his hearing aids in, and we'll see how that goes from there. Uh, I have some other interesting news. I found some stories that I wanted to get into that are... Um, some are fitness, and then I have a, a cool update in UFO world. Remember, I'm a big paranormal nerd. Um, oh, and I have a story, too. If you are a Planet Fitness customer, I just read a story. They say they are currently researching raising their rates. We'll see how much that affects the gym. That might be good. Maybe people will stop signing up there because it's a very successful gym because they have such a cheap price. It's like 10 bucks a month you can pay. And just go to that gym, and that's pretty damn cool. But I did just read an article that they are researching raising their rates because they're doing really, really well, and they are like, oh, wow, we're worth a lot of money. Let's keep keep the money, Con. What do you do? Oh, well, let's imagine what it is if we raise our prices. So that's what they're looking at. All right. Um, then here is a story I saw out of the U.K., and I, I it's I'm guilty of it in a sense – but I'm very cognizant of it. If you look at any of my Instagram videos or Facebook videos, you will see I film in the gym a lot. But you'll notice it's never a good camera angle because all I ever do is set my phone on the machine and and put my water bottle in front of it then lean it down so that you can only see typically my chest or my arms or my shoulders or like my head. Like you can't see everything around me. I don't have a wide shot. I'm not putting it on a tripod or setting it far away from where I am and filming across the gym to get a full body shot. Pretty rare I do anything like that. Whenever I am far away from my phone that is filming, you won't see any other people because I edit them out. I only show like two or three uh, lifts. You know, you do a set of 10 or 12 or 15. You'll only see me do two or three and I'll make sure to use two or three when someone's not in the frame. And I, I don't want to put someone on camera on my you know social media. And the reason this is happening, they are banning filming in many, many gyms all throughout the UK. And it's like all the big chains are doing it. And it's happening here a lot too. They say it's safety and I'm with them. If you bring a tripod into the gym because you're an influencer, you know what you need to do? You need to film at home. I, I set up a little stand when I film myself at the stretch gym in my backyard because it's my house, my gym, I can do what I want and I'm not inconveniencing anyone else who's also paying a fee to be there and doesn't want to be in your stupid little video. Like I I, I do not put people on my videos. They, somebody might see legs walk by or something like that, but I'm very aware to not include people and most people aren't. And then this is why it's really happening. And they say some people are going as far to ban selfies in the gym. And the reason being 
is because people pull their cameras out and they take pictures of other people in the gym and then post it online and make fun of them. Like, look at this fat idiot in the gym or look at this idiot using this machine wrong. There's one guy that's a big buff, like, fitness dude. And I'll see, I don't follow him, but his videos pop up all the time because everything I post is fitness or weight loss or whatever. And so he'll post up and he basically takes videos. He looks for videos on Instagram and Facebook and all that, that where people do that. And then he puts the video up there. Then he rips the people to shreds for being complete a-hole idiots and how stupid they are for doing that. And you're like, why would you make fun of a person? It's like, you know, if you, if you think someone's using a machine wrong, walk over there and say, hey, you're using the machine wrong or try to help them out. Don't sit there and make fun of them. And that's true because people are such a-holes Gyms are getting to where they're banning filming in there. Now, a lot of them are saying, no, you can film in here, but you have to have permission. And if you put anyone in your video, you better have their permission to do it. Because, you know, I'm not consenting to be filmed by someone like, look at the fat guy next to me lifting weights. What's he doing in here all the time? Yeah, I don't want to be in that video. I'm, I make that video about myself every freaking day that I work out. So... I don't want to be in somebody else's video. That'd be stealing my content at that point. <laughs> but I understand it. So that's a an, an interesting one. Then I found another story today about uh, reasons to not work out. And it's got 11 things that if you're working out, and I will give you a spoiler alert, most all of them are heart-related. Like though it says, number one, if you have not consulted your doctor, you shouldn't be you know, working out. Very true. I remember I took this very seriously when I started fat to fit or else I suggest you do too, especially at my advanced age and my high weight and my bad diseases I have going on. I truly, truly took this seriously, visited my doctor. I'm doing regular blood work. I'm monitoring it the entire time and I'm really watching it. And you should do, you should check with your doctor, especially if you're, you're up there. If you're over 40, I would say, Really check your doctor. Even if you're younger, you should check your doctor. You see those stories of young athletes dropping dead. What makes you think that can't happen to you? Uh, another one they says, if you are uh, out of shape and quickly ramp up your physical activity, like you just jump back in and start going gung-ho, kind of like me and blow your shoulder out, uh, that's not good. They say you need to pace yourself or stop working out, like just – don't come in gung-ho, especially if you're a little older. And, and then they say, uh, people, they, they talk to cardiologists and all this stuff, and they say your heart rate during exercise is a critical indicator of your health. If you want to know what your maximum heart rate should be, if you take the number 220 and then subtract your age, so if you're 40 and your uh, your maximum heart rate should be 188 beats per minute. 180 beats per minute at 40, and that goes down as you go up because the, the number gets, your age gets bigger, and that 180 number will get lower. So if you're, you know, 55, it's it's going to be lower than the 180. You, you got to watch that. So that's a good one. They say, now, if you have a fluctuating heartbeat, you really got to watch it. For moderate intensity exercise, your heart rate should be between 64 and 76% of your maximum rate. And if your rate goes all the way up to the maximum, then dips down and goes up and goes down, yeah, you need to stop working out. Go visit your doctor, find out what's going on with your heart, and then resume your workout. 
another one they have in here at number four is they say you're not regularly paying attention to your body, which kind of goes back to seeing a doctor. But they also give a very good uh, breakdown of if you remember, there was a running expert back when jogging was really just getting popular, 70s, 80s. His name was Jim Fix, and he died of a heart attack. And this guy was a runner and a super healthy guy, and they break down that condition in here. And, like, there's this heart condition that you can have as a long-distance runner that where you basically have overtrained your heart for so long that you create a, a heart defect from being too healthy and working out too much. And they say you really need to pay attention by going to the doctor and checking it out. Number five, if you experience chest pains. Yeah, if you've got chest pains, you should stop. Number six, sudden shortness of breath. Not, you know, besides from the shortness of breath I was having going up those effing stairs in Santa Monica yesterday. If you're working out and you're like, wow, I was just lifting weights. Why am I absolutely out of breath? That's a bad sign. Uh, number seven, if you feel dizzy at all. That's a lot of different things. Could be dehydration. Could be diabetes kicking in. Blood pressure. I've stood up before and been so dizzy. I think I passed out once. And that was before I knew I had diabetes. I stood up, was really, I wasn't working out. I was just at home. And I stood up and I got so dizzy, I knew I was going down. So I laid on the ground. And then all of a sudden, next thing I know, I was laying on the ground and I was like, oh, wow. And I immediately did not tell my wife. And then slowly uh, made an appointment with my doctor and told my doctor. And then they ran all these tests. And then guess who has diabetes? Uh, leg cramps, they say, are a serious issue too. And if you're working out, uh, you need to know why you get leg cramps. They say there's a chance it could be caused by blockage of an artery in your leg or something really bad. So leg cramps, stop working out, seek medical advice. Uh, joints are swollen or painful. God, I have that and I work out every day with that. But, uh, you know, seek your doctor. And then they say if you suddenly start sweating, like if you're just... You know, like I said, if I, you're lifting weights, I break a sweat lifting weights all the time, but I'm not pouring sweat like I was yesterday when I did all that crazy cardio. So if I was just all of a sudden pouring, pouring sweat and like, like I had just walked four flights of freaking insanity stairs, it would be an issue and you should uh, check with your doctor. Uh, then they say, if you ever feel confused that and you should have a workout buddy, but I don't have a workout buddy because I'm not a vagine. No, I'm stretch. I'm super manly. I may be old and fat, but I'm still super manly. I'm still super alpha male. So there you go. Those are things. Now, uh, let's get into my UFO story just because it's my favorite thing to talk about. If you guys don't know, there was a guy named Grush that came forward from the Pentagon program, Arrow, and he came out and said, hey, man, not only do we have UFOs that the United States government has recovered since the 1930s, we also have dead aliens. And he talked about this and went to Congress and blah, 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 blah. His boss then came out and just destroyed him and said he's immoral and unethical. And they started, the, he doesn't work here. They just did everything they could to smear this guy. Well, his boss's name is Sean Kirkpatrick. He is a doctor, and he has ran Arrow. And when he went at that guy like that, it was like, really? This is what they've been doing since the 1940s when anyone would come forward and say, hey, I saw a UFO. They would discredit him. They would trash them to the media. The media would make them a laughing stock, and then they would be out of their desired profession and it was awful and they've done that to people over and over throughout history it's been their standard playbook and when Kapractic did that to to Grush after the stuff he came forward with 
I was like, here we go again. Well, big news over the weekend is Sean Kirkpatrick is stepping down from the Arrow program. He will no longer run the Arrow program by the end of this year. And this program's only been in place for 16 months. And I don't know if someone asked him to step down or if he is stepping down because it is such BS in there. But uh, he did then come around after say after trying to smear Grush all to hell. He's now come out in his most recent uh, statements and said that UFOs are either a foreign adversary or aliens. So he's admitting there's a high probability they could be aliens even though he did a massive smear campaign on the guy that came out and said, yeah, there's aliens and the United States government has them and is covering it up. So we will see. We will see. But I'm glad that guy's gone. But the next person's going to be just another government stooge. So it is what it is. All right. One more story before I go away tonight. This is something I found to be amusing as I was leaving work the other night at a gas station in East L.A. I stopped to get some gas and, you know, you look around, see who's around you, and you're pumping gas. It's nighttime. Now it's dark when I leave work. And there's a truck next to me. It's a, a like a contractor dude, Latin dude. And he's pumping his gas. I'm pumping my gas. And then all of a sudden, you hear what sounds like a NASCAR drive by. Like, bah! And we both turn to be like, what the hell? And it's a Prius driving by. And both of us, we look at the car, and then because it's startling when this thing goes by. It's so loud. And then we both turn and then look at each other and both of us laughing say catalytic converter because <laughs> that car had just had the catalytic converter stolen. And I'm sure that person got in there and thought, oh, my God, my muffler's messed up. No, you're going to be out about three grand when you get to a shop and realize your catalytic converter was stolen. But what are you going to do? If you come out and your car's really, really loud and you drive a Toyota, trust me, your catalytic converter has been stolen because Toyotas are the targets of thieves because they're easy to get and they have more of the precious metal inside of them than the other ones do. So that is the one that everybody wants. And I know a lot of people that got them stolen and we have two Priuses. They are prime targets. And uh, both of ours have a like a deterrent device that's been welded over them like a plate to, so that it's going to be a lot of work if you want to take one off of one of our cars. But it is freaking nuts, man. That, that is still going on at the rate that it's going on. And the fact that me and this dude immediately both just went, looked at each other and went, catalytic converter. <laughs> we both laughed. But it sucks because it's going to cost you a lot of money and insurance is going to pay a part of it, maybe, depending on your insurance. And you're going to pay well over $1,000 out of your own pocket typically when that happens. So that absolutely sucks. All right, so I am off to learn to do pull-ups. And I will be back later in the week with a bonus pod. Um, if you missed the challenge, it is posted on the Instagram page of Fat to Fit or else. It's also up on the Facebook page. Uh, if you guys want to reach out to me, feel free to do it. Love to hear from you guys. And we have the Lego challenge coming up if I can't do a pull-up. And I am not even exaggerating. I've never, never done one in my life. I've never done a pull-up. I just, I've never done And I know people can bang them out, do 25. Girl, I've seen girls do 25, but not me. It's not my thing. I am uh, uh, I am stunted in my pull-up growth, so I'm going to get that fixed. Damn it. That's what I'm going to do. Hopefully it doesn't hurt my shoulder. We'll see. Not, it might, but only one. I'm not asking for a lot here. So I will talk to you guys again. Have a great week. Uh, uh, God bless you if you're on the 10 freeway through downtown anywhere this week. See you later.